everybody, this is Paul Daniels, Chairman of Involved Investors, my 11th podcast, and the third in a series of hints and tips in starting a business. So far, you've decided to start your own business. And you're not alone in that, but you are ahead of the game. There are 18,100 Google searches per month in this country asking how to start a business. And hopefully, after podcast number two in the series, you've decided what you're going to do. Not just to make money, but something with a vision to serve a worthwhile purpose, to do good, to solve a need, to add to human society and quality of life, either in a large way, but even in a small way. And a small way can become a large way, as you're going to understand even more by the end of this podcast. Now we come to what is going to be the biggest challenge you have, in my view. The thing which will have the greatest effect on your success. And that is choosing a partner. Do you need a partner? You can go it alone. It's a lonely path. And everything will depend on you. And, you know, you may have some challenges in life which deter you or detract you from your business. You may get ill, or your children may get ill, or something like that. And also, only one head is not as good as two heads. Two heads, as they say, are better than one. In fact, in my view, they become three. Let me just explain that. You've got a partner, and you say to your partner, I think we should do black. And the partner says, no, no, I think we should do white. And you say, well, you might be right about that. But let's say dark white, blackish white. And they say, no, 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 white. And you say, well, grey? No, no, white. And you think about what they've said and they give you their reasons. And in the end, you come to the conclusion and the third voice comes out. And the third voice says, okay, light grey, we'll do light grey. Now, I have a view on partnership, which I appreciate is extremely unconventional and open to question. But it's born out of experience. I favour 50-50 partnerships. And I favour them because they obliterate envy or jealousy. They don't choose what actually is an essential tool of business, absolutely essential, leverage in any way, because you have no leverage, you're 50-50, you're joint owners. And they are a recipe for agreement. If you disagree about something, you have to put cold towels around your head, and go into a, a locked room and agree, because if you don't agree, the business is moribund. You might agree to separate. One of you might agree to leave, but you've got to agree. Whereas with major partners and minor partners, you always have that negotiation, that leverage, that debate, which can become very acrimonious. So I'm a great believer in 50-50 partnerships. Also, one of the reasons I say this is such a difficult decision is that I'm a trader and a risk taker at heart. People decisions have always been the most difficult I've had to make. 
They are the only decisions which I discuss in great detail with my wife. Of course, I tell her everything, but she's not particularly interested in the detail of business. And I want to get away from it when I'm finished my work. But people decisions are very important. I remember very well. I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but I'm going to. I remember very well one morning I was taking an early flight to Brussels and I had to get up extremely early. I had a major problem with one of the boards with people. It was a people problem. And I regaled my poor wife who was woken to listen to me, not deliberately, but she woke, with all the horrors of this particular story and all these people. So I was dressing and I put my shirt on and my, my vest, my shirt, my tie, my cufflinks, my pants, my trousers, my belt, put my jacket on, picked up my case, was walking out of the room and said, well, darling, what do you think? And she said, I think you should put your pants on the right way round. And actually, it lightened my spirit. I did my day in Brussels. I came back and she told me her real views and the problem was resolved. Very often, if I may be sexist, women have a much clearer view of people and human dynamics than men. Now, that's an observation which I'm sure I'll be terribly criticised for, but it's my view, and this is my podcast. Incidentally, it is very important to bring the partner and the influences of a potential partner into the debate. Meet them, get to know them socially, get to know what makes them tick. Because very often, third parties can be very influential on a business if they're important to one of the partners in that business. So choosing a partner is crucial and choosing a partner is very difficult. There's no science because it boils down to the interaction between two people. If there was a science, I guess psychologists would make the best partnerships. And I don't think there's any evidence to show they do. Do the people actually fit? Is one a risk taker and one cautious? Is one hardworking and the other fun loving? Is one a family person and the other a free spirit? Is one frugal and the other extravagant? Is one honest and the other economical with the truth? Is one very straightforward and down to earth and the other full of obfuscation? And contradictions? Is one realistic and the other a dreamer? Is one thorough and the other a short cutter? Is one wealthy and the other poor? Is one positive and enthusiastic and the other a pessimist? It is essential that partners are different so that they can debate things from different angles and it is essential that their characteristics complement one another like a very neatly fitting jigsaw puzzle but you will never get everything in life and I've had some really successful partnerships where I and my partner have shared weaknesses but thank goodness our shared strengths have overcome them I've had partners who like me are better at the entrepreneurial roles than the management ones and I've had partners who like me prefer the big picture to the detail. The key is to employ good people to fill the gaps. And there'll be more on that next time in the next podcast. So you can't be too picky. But the one thing which I do know is that trust 
and respect are essential. They will cover most of the points in that list that I've just given you. Trust and respect. You won't respect somebody who's dishonest. You won't respect somebody particularly who's over-extravagant. You will never get all these factors right. And if you do, people change on the journey of life. They can be changed by occurrences in their lives, births, death of a loved one, marriage, divorce, illness, physical or medical illness, will change people's attitudes. Wealth changes people's attitudes. Some are very happy to take it and retire and enjoy it. And others find it a compulsive addiction and want to go out and make more and actually hardly have time to enjoy any of it. To sum up my views, I think you should be looking for somebody you trust, you respect, who is different from you, but with shared passion, vision and dedication. And you should then start a business with them on a 50-50 basis. That's my view. As I've said, it's not everybody's and you must think very carefully about it. So how could you have met or meet your partner? You may be childhood friends. You may have met at university. You may have met working for the same company. It could be a social friend or it could be a relation. Let's look at just a few examples. William Proctor and James Gamble were brothers-in-law. Proctor was a candle maker and Gamble was a soap maker. They merged their businesses during the American Civil War and they managed to get the contract to supply the Union Army with candles and soap. And over time, after that, they developed a huge range of cleaning products, shampoo to dishwashing, and their company reached $84 billion in turnover and employed 118,000 employees before streamlining a few years ago. That's Procter & Gamble. Not a particularly well-known name to the consumer, but their brands are known the world over. Bill Hewlett and David Packard were good friends. They had a strong work ethic and similar strengths and management styles. They merged their names and started the Hewlett Packard Company in a garage in Palo Alto, California, in 1939, and initially produced a line of electronic test and measuring equipment. That HP garage at 367 Addison Avenue is now designated an official California historical landmark and is marked with a plaque calling it the birthplace of Silicon Valley. Before the company was split in two, a few years ago, it had 317,500 employees and a revenue of $56.6 billion. And they put it down to the fact that they developed a very innovative, creative and happy working environment. And you have to be happy at work and you have to laugh and have humour and enjoyment to make it all worthwhile. Larry Page and Sergey Brin were PhD students at Stanford University. They came from vastly different backgrounds, 
but shared a passion for data mining. And actually were fairly reluctant entrepreneurs, but created and stuck to their unique vision. Google and their owning company, Alphabet, had a combined turnover of nearly $200 billion last year and employed 119,000 people. So you can see from that that partners come from different backgrounds and meet in very different ways. And if you still can't find or haven't met your business partner, then I have an idea for you. Do you know that 20% of marriages and partnerships in this country emanate from dating sites? We have a partnership, it's involved investors, with a company which specializes in getting under the skin of early stage businesses and building the team to suit their needs and the personalities of the owners. You could give that a try. If you're interested, give Involved Investors a call. And to finish, I want to dwell on one thing you're going to need in addition to trust and respect, and that is perseverance. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? Well, you may not know that over 30 years and nine rewrites, Alan Scott, the writer, took his book to every film studio. All made the same comment. Nobody's going to be interested in chess. Eventually, Netflix were plying new ground and Queen's Gambit is their most viewed serial with 64 million watching it so far. Watch it if you haven't, it's great. And you don't have to like chess, but you might after it. So gird your loins, people. We're in for a rocky ride. You need to persevere. But that's the great thing about life, the ups and downs. And with much effort and loads of luck, you're going to be able to indulge in some enjoyable reminiscences when you get to my age. Onwards and upwards. Next time, we'll deal with plans and resources. All the best. Thank you.